Our text is John 4, the story of the Samaritan woman at the pool, or the uh, well of Jacob in Sychar. But let me ask you this. Anybody here remember a fellow named Charles Keemer besides me? Yeah, he was president of the Michigan Conference. I never heard that fellow say anything without ending with, let's finish the work. Every time. I of course, presidents are concerned about that, right? Well, I was at the conference office one day sitting through a meeting. I was in the back row sitting next to a fellow who had been my pastor when I was a little guy. And uh, the presenter mentioned a thing called the Friendship Series. And Ray looked at me and said, I never heard of that. I don't remember that. Well, the week earlier, I'd run across a big box cram full of those things and, and a pristine condition. Now, I'm telling you something when I say pristine. Well, anyhow, I said, oh, Ray, and I described it. And the lights went on. And very loudly, everybody in the room caught it, especially the presenter. He said, oh, I remember those. Why, they were supposed to finish the work. Well, he didn't look very happy up there. (laughs) You know, administrators, conference leaders have been looking for centuries for some program that will finish the work and Jesus will come and we'll be out of this mess. Right? Well, there's a story right here that has the key they've been looking for. It's in John chapter 4. All right? Now, the woman that is in this story typically gets a really bad rap from people. She was living in sin this kind of thing. Well, Paul Harvey one time mentioned a well-known entertainer. She'd been married seven times to six men. You figure that one out. And divorced seven times. And Paul Harvey said, she gets up in the morning and throws open her patio doors and stretches and says, today I feel like a new man. Now, This woman in Sychar, was she really that kind of person? What do you think? Was she? Now, Paul, uh, the Lord mentioned her five husbands. We don't know what happened to them because John never wrote it out. They'd either divorced or died. And these days, both genders, men and women, file for divorce. Remember what Jesus said about it? God hates it, but he permitted it because of your hard hearts. If somebody's sitting here today thinking about getting one of those, I think you need to think about what Jesus said about hard hearts. Now, I think he was gender specific, by the way, Now, what happens to a person when they lose a spouse? It's traumatizing, isn't it? How about losing five? Wow. As uh, Pastor Dan Jackson would put it, she was a broken person. 
Now, besides the five, of course, is number six Jesus mentioned. We don't know the circumstances, but whatever it was, the way the story reads, it sounds like there was a bad situation for her in that community. Maybe the women in particular gave her a hard time. I'm not sure. It doesn't say. That poor lady, we don't even know her name either. She must have felt like I'm an alien living in exile in a strange land. Now, she was a Samaritan. What do you know about that? Well, in 2 Kings 17, there's a story of how Sennacherib, the Assyrian king, attacked, captured Samaria, and then deported the whole population. Next, he imported others from other nations to take their place. They became the Samaritans. Now, the Jews had nothing to do with them except an emergency if they needed to buy food. However, there was a rabbi, Eliezer, who had something to say about this. Now you think, isn't this a wonderful sounding statement? He said, he that eats the bread of Samaritans is as one who eats the flesh of swine. Wow, thanks, guy. (laughs) Anyhow, the bad blood between these two groups started when they were going to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. And the Samaritans said, we'll help. And they said, no, you won't either. And it went downhill from there. Now, the Samaritans, if you'd asked them, they would have said, we're Israelites. We're descendants of Joseph's two boys, the ones that you had in Egypt. They had the Pentateuch. They had a temple up on Mount Gerizim. And they did services up there, just like the ones in Jerusalem, almost. Well, whatever they thought, didn't cut it with the Jews, however. Now, Sychar was, was located near Mounts Ebal and Gerizim. Ebal, by the way, the whole nation was supposed to be there at least once a year. Half of them would be up on Mount Ebal reciting verbally the curses that came from breaking the law. And over here in Mount Gerizim, the other half would be up there reciting the blessings that come from obeying and keeping the law and the covenant. However, the place that gained fame for Sychar was Jacob's well. It was about 100 to 150 feet deep, so about seven feet in diameter at the top, had a cement barrier that went around the one Jesus sat on, and somewhere down there, there was a, a flowing stream, a spring or something that fed the well, and this is where everybody in town got their water. Now, this story, remember what yesterday afternoon was like? Anybody a little sweaty? The mug? What did you think? I I picture it as a day kind of like that. From early morning, Jesus and the disciples have been traveling straight north on their way to Galilee. And it was stifling. I don't think there was a breath of air stirring the leaves. And... They were hot, they were tired, they were hungry, and Jesus especially was bone dry. And he sits there, the disciples went into town to get lunch, 
And Jesus sits there. Now, why did he go directly straight north? There were other routes you could go around Samaria. Why go through? Well, he had a good reason. What were the attitudes of the disciples toward the Samaritans? Not very good, as we pointed out. Well, do you remember the story of that woman over in Sidon who had the demon-possessed daughter? Jesus went all the way over there, took the disciples, and she latched onto them and started wailing aloud, Oh, Master, have mercy on my, my daughter's grievously vexed with a demon, and on and on. The disciples finally turned him and said, Please, send her away. She's crying after us. And Jesus turned her at that point, and he said, You know, I was sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Furthermore, it's not right to take the children's food and feed the dogs with it. Now, why did he call her that? It wasn't that he thought she was a dog. It's the disciples thought she was like a dog. Well, I think there were twinkles in his eyes when he said that. The pathetic thing is we don't have a recording of the way Jesus sounded when he said the things he did, particularly that. She picked up on that, and with a big smile and maybe a grin, she said, oh, but even the dogs get to eat the crumbs under the table. And Jesus broke in the biggest, broadest smile those disciples had seen in a while, maybe ever. And he said, oh, woman, great is your faith. Your daughter is healed. And she was. So why did he go all the way over there? So they could learn how God felt about Samaritans. Same reason that he went to Sidon, he went to Sychar. So here comes that Samaritan woman. Now she's acting oblivious, as I picture it. She's acting oblivious to this man, this Jewish fellow sitting there. She puts it in, brings it up. How deep was that? Well, quite a ways. So she sets it there and starts winding up the rope. And then Jesus says, could I have a drink, please? Now, two things. One, water in that time and place was called the gift of God. Remember that term. Secondly, if somebody was thirsty, it was a sacred duty to give them water. However, she looks at him. Don't you know your place? Why is it you're talking to me? You're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. Now, if you were a good Jew and you were on your way to the temple and you encountered a verbose Samaritan who spit when he talked and one drop of that spit landed on you, you know what that meant? You were now ceremonially unclean. You had to go back home, get all your clothes off, get a whole bath, probably shower in your head too, your hair, shampoo that, and then dress with fresh clothes, and then you were ceremonially clean and could go back to the temple. They avoided Samaritans as much as they could. Jesus says, if you knew 
the gift of God. And who it is asking you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, you have nothing to get water out of this deep well. Where do you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us this well? My dear woman, can you hear him say it? My dear woman, everyone who drinks of this water is going to get thirsty again and come back. Whoever drinks the water I give him will never be thirsty again. The water I give will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. At which point she says what? Sir, give me this living water so I won't be thirsty or have to come back here again. Now we have two thirsty people, don't we? Jesus, bone dry, thirsting for that soul and the soul who's thirsting for life, something more. You ever notice all the things people try on planet Earth to feed the soul inside, to scratch the itch? But if Jesus gives you something, what happens to all the other things? They're gone. You don't want any more of them. You just want more of what he has. Go. Call your husband and then come back. Talk about barging into a person's inner soul. The one she had hidden for so long. Uh, I have no husband. Well, you're right in that. You've had five and the one you're living with you're not married to. You are a truthful woman. Silence. How did he know all that? Sir, I think you're a prophet. Quick, change the subject to worship. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain, but you say Jerusalem is where you go to worship. Uh, Jesus said, woman, again, that term of respect. Woman, the time is coming and is here now when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. He is seeking this kind of people to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Well, sir, I know that Christ, the Messiah, is coming. When he arrives, he will tell us all things. I am the Messiah. Stunned silence. Well, at this point, the disciples show up with lunch and shocked looks on their faces. He's talking to a Samaritan woman but they don't say what they're thinking. Now, we are people of the book. The post office got a letter addressed to the people of the book USA one time years ago, and they sent it to the general conference office. However, there are two ways of going at the book, at least. One, you can read specific texts. Or you can read stories. Now, with the stories that are in the Gospel of John, how many of them have water figured in in some way? 
13. That word shows up 21 times. Do you think John is trying to tell us something by using water metaphorically like that? Well, what he was doing was like what a rabbi would do, trying to teach somebody spiritual truth. But the rabbis would never do what he was doing. They had the idea that to teach a woman was like trying to teach a dog. It's better to burn the scriptures than to try to teach a woman. Again, Jesus didn't think that, and you don't better either. Now, there's something here that you probably have missed. Do you remember the story when Eliezer, on behalf of Abraham and son Isaac, goes to Mesopotamia looking for a bride for Isaac? And he gets there, and this gorgeous young lady shows up. Now, during first church, I called her Rachel. Wrong name. It was Rebecca. <laughs> okay. He said, could I have a drink? And what did she do? She got him a drink and fed all his, or uh, watered all his camels. I don't know how long that took. I don't know what a camel drinks, how much, but it's probably quite a bit. At that point, she was recognized as the appropriate bride for Isaac. Jesus is replicating that here. In John 3.29, John the Baptist calls Jesus the bridegroom. Was she going to give the water or not? Now, question, why did Jesus talk to her the way he did? Well, what we don't have, again, is a recording of his actual voice. I wish we did. I think it would probably be the most wonderful sound we ever heard. But there were several things. The way he said what he said conveyed to her. One, she recognized, I'm a sinner. Two, I need a Savior. Three, he is the Savior. And I accept him. I accept him. That's why. Now, Jesus said that this living water will well up. It's a process. How long did it take Nicodemus? Three years. How long did it take her? About three minutes. Let's see what happens in just a minute here. Now, she had come to the well. We understand at a time when no one else would be there. She probably did that if that was the case because she didn't want more of a hard time from the other environs of Sychar. She felt so much like an alien living in exile in a strange land. I am the Messiah. Entrenched. She steps back, leaving the water pot, the old life. And she turns and hurries into town. And what was she saying to people? Come, see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? Now, let's go back to that question I started with. How do you finish the work? How do we finish the work? 
Well, in this case, you finish the work in Sychar by giving her what? Living water, right? Now, the disciples went to town and came back with lunch. She went to town and brought back the town. How do humans like you and me get transformed into soul winners? The answer is right here, living water. As Jesus said, it bubbles up inside us into eternal life. Now for this dear woman, there was a big side benefit to what happened all of a sudden. It's a strange land. But she's no longer in exile. Now she is at home. Now, in case you're not sure about some of this, some years ago, the wife and I purchased a used piano, and the cabinet on it needed some serious help. So I got a hold of a fellow living in Midland, and he came over and checked the piano over. And while, while we're talking, he's going on and on about what Jesus does for the church. He does this, and he does that. And he, does, and he was spinning my wheels, and I looked at him, and I said, Ray, where do you get all this from? He said, you don't catch it? It's simple. She's a woman, right? At the well there. What does a woman in the Bible represent? Lights went on for me. Now, this story begins with Jesus being the supplicant, right? Could I have a drink? Next, she is the supplicant. Give me this living water, sir. Who are the next supplicants? The townsfolk. Please don't go. Stay with us. Folks, Isn't it time you and I became the supplicants like her? Please, could I have living water? It's not a program that does it, folks. It's living water from Jesus, the gospel. That is what impels us forward in finishing the work. Now, you've got one of these? Would you take it up? There is a connect card on the bottom, and I want you to, I, I think you may have already put information on this, but on the one side, you can check the various blocks at the top, but at the bottom are three a little larger blocks. And I want you to read through these with me. All right? The first one, I recognize... I am a sinner. I need the living water that Jesus has. Only I accept him as my Savior. And if it's the umpteenth time, you can check it again because you are again accepting him right now. The next one. I desire that Jesus' living water 
will become a well in me that bubbles up to share with everyone around me. And then number three there, I look forward to being a part of Bring a Friend to Church Day, Sabbath, August 31st. And we're hoping, and I'm praying, that each of us will invite at least three distinct individuals to please come, come to church. By the way, this is going to start off on a really neat experience. A gentleman named, named David Ashrick is due in, and I think you will enjoy David very much. He is a live wire, almost worse than an electrician. And yeah, we're glad you're here. We're going to do baptisms here very shortly, and then lunch. Don't leave. But I want to close with a prayer for you. Father, thank you that Jesus has living water more than enough for every one of us. And Lord, we want to drink. We want to be transformed. We want to be soul winners. Fill us with this living water, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.